You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got a great show for you today. We'll be uh, talking about how to create your own book. This is a great uh, idea for uh, Christmas. Absolutely. Everything from a regular book to photo books, travel books, cookbooks, family history books. We'll talk to the people uh, over at Blurb. We're uh, giving away an iPad 2. No, wait. It's iPad, hard to say. iPad Mini 2. Two. Uh, and uh, we'll give details on that uh, in a little while as well, so you'll want to stay tuned. Lots of stuff in the news this uh, week, uh, Andy. This was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, as far as browsers out there, I think there's you know a few main ones. Um, obviously, there's uh, Google Chrome. There's Firefox, Internet Explorer, Safari. Unless we forget Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer as well. Uh this is new. Uh, Firefox is actually changing their default search engine in the United States. So for uh, many, many years, it's been Google. Uh, but coming up very shortly here, it's uh, going to be Yahoo. Now, the interesting part of this story, Mike, is that Yahoo is powered by Microsoft search engine Bing. So there's like this Melrose Place thing going on with these uh, browsers right now yeah. where now Google has gotten so big. Google's as a search engine is the number one search engine in the world. Yes. That you have players like Mozilla, which makes Firefox, suddenly want to partnership with Yahoo, who also wants to get more money through ad revenues. So this partnership was brilliant on Yahoo's uh, front because a lot of people still use Firefox as their default browser. And um, it's probably second, I would say, to Google Chrome's browser. Well, it's interesting because uh, I, I guess um, tensions have flared up uh, since back in 2008 when Google decided to make their own browser, Google Chrome, which now I think dominates the marketplace. Um, and so obviously the Mozilla folks that make Firefox, not too happy about that. I, I remember when that came out, when Google came out with their own Chrome, and it was much different from every other browser we saw. You didn't see those toolbars that... Uh historically you would see on the top of browsers it was a very clean interface and that allowed you to see more of the web page and since then just like how the apple iphone changed smartphones just like that you see all browsers now use and adopt that to keep it as much real estate as possible to watch the uh, or to view a web page instead of having toolbars all over the place on the top so okay they're replacing their default search engine do you care like are most people just going to go up to the menu bar and switch it back to Google? I think so. I think so because they're just so used to Google results, the yeah. search engines. But at the same time, if people aren't that tech savvy, they might not even really notice the difference if they're doing all their search within the uh, Firefox browser. Well, it's interesting because whenever um, I'm using a browser, and you know how these things always get hijacked, and suddenly I'm using Bing or Yahoo, <laughs> like it's almost painful. It's hard to switch it back. Yeah. It happened to me as well. And I was like, what did I do wrong here? Because yeah. everything is coming as Bing. Yeah, I got binged. I got binged. <laughs> Not in a good way. No. Um, that, that happens all the time with uh, the browsers. One thing I don't understand, Mike, and I was hoping you could um, fill me in, is Mozilla as a company, from what I understand, they're non-for-profit. Yeah. And how, how can they survive? I don't get it. I just How do you compete with like the Googles of the world? Yeah, I guess it's a different game for them. They still obviously um, are pretty big mm -hmm. uh, and a very passionate bunch. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like years ago, Internet Explorer ruled the entire landscape for web browsing. 
And then Firefox came across, and it was actually really, really good. And then Google Chrome came, and that even got better. And if you look at Firefox now, it looks a lot like Chrome. Sometimes I'm confused on what browser I'm using. I have to check because they look so similar now. So you don't care? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was also interesting. Nokia is uh, looking to launch a new tablet. And why this is interesting, you know, who cares? It's another tablet. Uh, Nokia, their handset division was purchased by Microsoft uh, you know, over the past couple years here. And uh, basically Microsoft's taking over that entire division that makes the, uh, the handsets. And they were making tablets uh, as well. Uh, and I guess just recently in the past month, uh, Microsoft uh, is, has quietly dropped the Nokia brand name off the smartphones. Mm -hmm. So they will be basically like Microsoft phones. Absolutely. And as part of that deal, Nokia is not allowed to create a smartphone until 2016. So they decided to create a tablet instead. Yeah. The, uh, I think it's called the T1. And uh, it'll be coming out later N1. this year. N1. Yes. Uh, it'll be coming out later this year, uh, first in China and then to the other markets. It's going to be a tough battle. To, we've seen this before. Other companies try to get into the tablet game. HP comes to mind back in 2011 with their touchpad. Yes. It was on the market for six weeks, and then they decided to get out of the tablet business because they just couldn't compete with the Apple iPad. You know, it's an interesting move. Obviously, they've got to do something, but you know that whole space is so saturated now. Uh, and how do you compete against like Apple and Samsung? I mean, they dominate the tablet market. You could compete by price, but at the same yeah, time, you're not going to make any race, money. That's a race to the bottom. It right? is. So this new tablet coming out is like going to be $250. Already, already we're seeing new tablets at Christmas time here coming out from HP that are running uh, the Windows operating system, uh, hitting prices of like $100 in the US. It's amazing. So, wow. I mean, how much money are they making on that? Nothing. The only company that's making money on tablets right now is Apple. Oh, they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing it. But I mean, their tablets are beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you you've, have you seen the new ones, the iPad Air two and the iPad Mini two? It, it's like how could they make it any thinner? I know, but it, it, it's like a work of art. Yet they command like premium pricing for these. Like they're in many cases like double the price of, uh, you know, most other of these tablets that are out there now. But they're they're beautiful. Yeah, it's gonna and be, they're selling. I, I wonder if Nokia is just gonna try to focus on certain markets instead of trying to do globally. I know, but you're competing against dozens of other tablet manufacturers in the same space who are making them cheaper. And does anyone care about the Nokia brand anymore? No, except for the people that work at Nokia. Yeah. We're trying to reinvent the company. They, what they're speculating is back in 2016 or 2017, they'll re-enter the smartphone arena. Right now, they just can't because of that sale to Microsoft for $7 billion. They basically have to just kind of sit and wait. And I think by making a tablet, they're going to get their hands wet um, in that space again, in the mobile space. Another interesting story. I, I don't know enough about this yet, but um, TechCrunch reported, um, and again, these are anonymous sources, rumors, that uh, Facebook is looking to create something called Facebook at work. So now you can totally not get anything done at work. <laughs> Yeah, now you don't have to hide the fact that you're going on Facebook at work. <laughs> exactly. You could actually use it as part of your work. And what they're trying to do is create it like an internal group with inside Facebook for your office. Um, it makes a lot of sense on Facebook's end to do that because people are already using Facebook at work, but not for productivity means. Um, but a lot of companies block Facebook because it is a time suck. The thing is, 
if you block it, people are going to want it more. That's always been my uh, my theory about do you, that. Do you use Facebook? Well, I mean, in our business, obviously, you know, we got to keep on top of social media trends and that. But from a personal level, and I can see your monitor when I'm walking by. <laughs> All three of them? <laughs> All three of them, yes. I don't know how you manage to get three monitors. But um, are you using Facebook on a personal level? Um, obviously, you must be. but I do check it every once in a while. I yeah. check Twitter actually more than I do Facebook because it's more instantaneous. Yeah, but that's kind of a businessy thing for you as well, though. Very much so. Yeah, um, but Facebook, from a personal level, are you up there posting cat videos or? No, actually, I um, I don't post content on Facebook at work, but I do consume content or read content yeah. while I'm there. So it's um, kind of like a news source for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that I subscribe to are tech sites, so I can get blog articles and stuff from so it's, it's kind of really blurred the line it has blurred and that's yeah. why i think facebook is looking to do this the only people that are gonna be very aggressive against this is linkedin because if there was any social network that should be in that space it should be linkedin yeah because it's the professional social network out there to be used at work i'm starting to use linkedin more not just for you know checking on people's references and stuff but um you know there's a lot of good content on there believe it or not mike i have more linkedin connections than i do on facebook oh you're right i do too because if you've had any kind of business correspondence with someone yeah it's fair game to add them to linkedin because if they move to another company you'll know and you kind of keep up to date with their uh, career progression and if any of my employees suddenly update their resume yeah <laughs> i know something's up you know something's <laughs> up absolutely <laughs> Okay, when we come back from the break, we're going to tell you how you can win an iPad Mini 2. And we'll be talking with the folks uh, at Blurb on how you can create your own book, photo book, cookbook for Christmas. From that iPad. From that iPad. <laughs> You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Christmas time is coming. What to get? For those people in your life, more ties, more shirts, more tech, more tech. Well, we've uh, got another idea for you, and this is uh, kind of cool. On the line right now, we've got uh, Donna Boyer. She is with uh, a company called Blurb, and uh, they help you make cool books. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today, Donna. Thanks for having me. So, Donna, uh, love having you guys on. Uh, I love what you guys do. Can you explain to our listeners, uh, in a nutshell, what Blurb is all about? Sure. Blurb is an um, is a photo book and publishing company that helps you create thoughtful memories and capture all of your memorabilia into um, an easy to make and beautifully constructed book. And and this uh, doesn't take uh, like a rocket scientist to put this together. Pretty well, anyone that can go up on your website can can make this happen. Absolutely. My mom can do it. <laughs> it's a good even, test. even Andy and I. Uh, so what kind of books can people make? Anything from books of photos from your vacation to a cookbook of family recipes or a year's worth of your best Instagram or Facebook photos. This weekend, I'm making a book of my kids' artwork to free up some refrigerator space for the coming year. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, my God. I can remember when my kids were little. I just had like... So much artwork. Uh, I mean, that is an uh, an awesome idea. Give that uh, away to uh, like the grandparents. How, how does the uh, the Facebook and Instagram books work? So there's two ways of making books with Facebook and Instagram. One is to go into our online tool called Bookify and simply choose Facebook or Instagram photos. You log into your account 
and then you are able to select whatever, whatever photos you want to bring in and to put them in whatever layout or format you want. The second way is what we call our instant books, and our instant books are purpose-built for Instagram or for Facebook. Our Instagram book just brings in all of your photos in a very uh, simple one photo per page frame that shows off your shots. And our Facebook book actually brings in comments and likes along with your photos optionally so you can capture not only your photos but everything that all the conversations around them. Very cool. I, I saw one of the other uh, types of books here that you have, uh, family history book. I mean, that, that is kind of a cool idea. Memoirs are really a great and very popular Christmas gift. They're so thoughtful to just sit down and capture memories of your grandparents' lives or you know the, the old slides that you used to watch in the living room transformed into a book. And, you know, what, what kind of costs are involved in, in creating these books? I mean, obviously it depends uh, on, on the size, but what are some of the ballpark ranges? So considering how beautiful and bookstore quality they are, they're supply, surprisingly inexpensive. The starting price for our books, um, a 7x7 seven seven inch book, which is a great gift size, starts at 20 pages for twelve ninety nine Canadian uh, and 20 cents per additional page. So you can actually print a, a number uh, of extra pages. Uh, do you get any discounts on additional books, or is it all kind of all twelve ninety nine a book type thing? You do. You get additional discounts starting at ten bucks, and with the holidays, there are always holiday promotions running. Donna, what if someone's uh, an aspiring writer and maybe they have um, written a book and they want to make some money off it? Could they do that as well with Blurb? Absolutely. Blurb does everything from simple gift photo books, all the way to helping people publish their, publish a novel and sell it on, on Amazon or in, uh, around the world globally online through online stores. So if I wrote like something, The Squirrels of Surrey, <laughs> I, I, could, I could publish that through Blurb and get it on Amazon? You could. You I don't could. know if anyone's going to buy it, though, Mike. <laughs> My mom will. <laughs> That's kind of a, a cool idea. And, and what kind of sizes of books are there? We have a range of sizes, anything from small 7x7 photo book sizes to large coffee table book size to, not, uh, to novel size paperback books um, and, and even e-books. So Donna, if I, was to, if I was to make a book today, how long does it take to ship to, uh, to my home? If you were to upload a book today, you'd have that book in your hand within five to seven days. Wow. And, and um, can these be shipped anywhere in Canada and the U.S. or, or internationally? How does that work? Uh, we ship globally. So you can create your book in your living room today, upload it, and send it to your family in Canada, friends in the U.S., to the U.K., to Thailand, your choice. And so if I'm like shipping to the U.K., for example, am I paying like crazy shipping costs? We use international shipping, yep. so it's not crazy shipping costs. It's the, the price that you would pay normally to ship a package to England. It does, That does um, take a little bit longer than the five to seven days. Yeah, no, I understand so that. So you'll want to look at, especially if you're planning for holiday, to just check out our shipping timelines on our website. Very cool. Uh, where can people find more information and get started with this? The best way to get started for holiday gifts is to go to blurb.ca slash gifts. Very cool. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Donna. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. That was Donna Boyer. She's the Chief Product Officer over at Blur. And courtesy of Blurb, today we're giving away an iPad Mini 
2. That's right. And in addition to the iPad Mini 2, we're also going to be giving a $50 credit to Blurb, which will allow you to get started on creating a book for the holidays. All you have to do is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. And since it's the holidays, we're going to be giving a lot of different prizes. We're also going to be giving five one-year subscriptions to Netflix. Oh, my God. find that information. I can't even enter that. You can't. No. No. Sorry. But uh, we are going to give five Netflix uh, subscriptions over the course of the holidays. And you can enter for that as well at our website, one year. One year. That's all year. Yeah. It's amazing. That's a, a lot of, uh, what do they call it, marathoning. That's what Netflix calls when you binge watch a TV show. You know, um, you know talking about the shipping uh, earlier there, um, I kind of brought that up because uh, my wife went to get some stamps mm-hmm. to mail Christmas cards, so Christmas cards to the U.K., so I think she bought um, like five stamps or something, and it was like $16. Well, it's just because people don't mail. To mail, mail Christmas them. cards. Well, people don't mail anymore, and so the price of stamps has gone up substantially over the last couple of years. You can thank email for that one. It's crazy. Uh, and, you know, it's just to a point now, it's more expensive to, like, mail, because we have a lot of family over there, to mail, it's more expensive to mail the package over there than what the actual gift is. <laughs> It's a sign of the times, I guess. No, it's crazy. But, you know, a good way to do that nowadays is even look at, like, Amazon UK or, you know, whatever kind of e-commerce retailers they have in that country and buy it there and have it shipped because a lot of times they'll gift wrap it as well. I was actually thinking this holiday season to try to do all my Christmas shipping or shopping right from my phone, not even physically going to a store anymore. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give you a list of what I want. (laughs) We're going to go open line here and get connected, taking your tech calls and questions. You can also tweet them to us at GetConnectedNow. On the Twitterverse. The phone line's off. If you want to go old-fashioned, 604-280-9898. We'd love to hear from you. Long distance, 1-877-399-9898. Again, the line, 604-280-9898. We're going open line here and Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions and giving you buying advice as well for the holiday season. We'll be back soon after this break. Hey, you're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We've gone open line on the show, so we want to take your calls and questions. Anything to do with tech, we can help uh, answer that for you. 604-280-9898. Long distance, we can take your calls as well. 1-877-399-9898. And you can also tweet us if you're so inclined at Get Connected Now. I'm going to jump here to uh, Don on the line. Hey, Don, how you doing? Don, are you there? It's John. Oh, John, sorry. Uh, hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I've... I've got a question. I've got uh, an office computer, an iPad, and an iPhone, and I've got music on all three of them. Yes. And I'm working through iCloud. Now, my question is, if I want to delete the music off of my iPad to get more to have more storage available for other things, if I delete it from the iPad, does that also delete it from the other two computers? Are you using iTunes to manage all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it should. I always manually uh, manage my iPad. That's a setting in iTunes, so that'll allow you to go in and check that off, essentially Absolutely. the music that you don't want, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't affect your uh, your other devices. Uh. And, that, and that's the problem is that so many people are using iTunes now to store their entire music collection, Yeah, but then you don't want to have to use that space on all your other devices, so that makes it a good idea is to, um, is to use the check marks to see what you want to sync with it and yeah. what not. Yeah, and another thing that uh, I've done now as well is use the, uh, the iTunes Match, uh, yes. I think it costs 30 bucks a year, but uh, essentially it uh, then takes all of my music, and I had like gigs and gigs. I think I have 
I, don't, I can't even remember, like 30 gigs of music or more. Um, no, 100 gigs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and it uploads it up to the cloud. And so it allows me uh, to actually access that music on any of my like iPad or iPhone devices as long as I have a, a, an internet connection. It's and then if you want, from there, you can actually uh, load them right onto the device itself if you want to store it for offline listening. I started to build my music collection way back in the Napster days. I did too. Um, and it's funny because they weren't tagged properly like they no. need to be now. I went back a few years ago. Uh, I went through and tried to tag my stuff. <laughs> it took me like weeks. Yeah. And now it's meaningless. Because <laughs> iTunes Match can do that for you. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because both of us, big music fans, but I don't store any music on my phone anymore because I'm using all these different streaming services from yeah. SoundCloud to Spotify. Songs, uh, they're they're just great because you can have pretty much access to almost any kind of music just by doing a search and then playing it. The only drawback is that you have to use your data plan to play that music. But as long as these uh, data plans are getting bigger and bigger and you don't use it, it's a great way. Yeah, I think one of my f favorite uh, subscription services right now is still Audio. Yeah. It's ten bucks a month, and they have like I don't even, like twenty million songs. Like whatever song you want, they've got they've got all sorts of playlists. Radio stations, uh, playlists for your moods, genres, everything. And, you know, you can use it on all your devices. You can use it on your computer at home. Uh, you can use it on your iPad, iPhone, whatever kind of phone you got or tablet you got. And if you want, you can also download your favorite songs right to the device itself if you want to listen to it offline. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in a plane or somewhere where you can't get a, a net connection. And, and that 10 bucks a month, like, it is worth it. Absolutely. But... Their audio is getting a lot of competition with Spotify after they've entered the Canadian market. I've been using Spotify's free service yeah. at the office, and it's absolutely amazing. You know, our commercial does come here and there yeah. to talk about Spotify, but uh, overall, just the the amount of music you have access to is just mind-boggling. I'm going to jump here to the next caller, Scott. How are you doing, Scott? Very well. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a Nexus 7, and I want to Nexus 7 tab, and... Um, I want to replace it with a similar tablet. I, I don't believe the Nexus 7 is uh, available any longer, so I'm wondering. My main features I'm looking for is uh, really good resolution and very responsive screen in a 7 or 8-inch form factor. That's a great question. What's that new Samsung one that we got in? Oh, was um, that was the Samsung Galaxy Tab. Yes. Tablet S. Yes. I, oh, my God. The that screen. screen is like... It's amazing. It was funny because what Samsung did, they wanted to really show us how good the screen was. Yes. So they took us into a room that had all these windows, and yeah. it was bright outside. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the killer of tablets usually, like bright sunlight. Exactly. So we have the sun shining right onto this tablet, yet we could see it perfectly. It had a super AMOLED screen. Yeah. By far, it was one of the best. And that was in the 7-inch form factor as well. Yeah. So Samsung Galaxy Tab S, I believe. Tab S, yes. Oh, like that screen... Was amazing. Like I brought it home to show my uh, son, my 18 year old son, and he fell in love with it. I had to pry it out of his hands because we had to give it back. Yeah. And, and he's got like a, an older uh, Samsung tablet. He won't even use it anymore because he's seen the light. <laughs> he's seen the light because <laughs> it was so beautiful. Uh, outside of that one, in terms of functionality, one tablet that I use religiously almost every day is from Lenovo. They have what's called the Yoga Tab. You won't shut up about that one. It's because of that kickstand, Mike. It has a built-in kickstand right on the back. I yeah. can be washing dishes, 
and be watching Netflix at the same time and just carry it around with me. It's my music player and it's also my streaming player for video. And uh, it comes at a great price point. Typically, it's around $350 and a built-in kicks down on the back. They've Definitely got a new one out now, don't out. they? Yeah, we just got in the office. I, I, I was scared to look at it. Just had that same thing as your son did, is yeah. that it would ruin what the other experience of the one I have at home. We're going to have to check that one out. Pry it out of your hands. I'm going to jump here to uh, John in Vancouver. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, my parents asked me to help them buy a, a big screen TV. Uh, my mom doesn't see well. She needs a really bright TV. Yeah. And just seeing what's out there. So obviously they're not going to be using Netflix. Want a simple TV, but they all come with it now. Um, would a Harmony remote be a good idea for them as well? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. What size TV are they looking for? In I think they had a 57 inch, and they okay. were burglarized when they went away. So oh, yeah. my mom said, "Hey, let's go for a 60 or 65 because the insurance would be about the same price." Yeah, and uh, what uh, cable provider are they using? Uh, Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question. Uh, so he's asking what TV to get. Uh, should he use a Harmony remote as well? Uh, I think obviously uh, an LED TV, um, you know, from some of the major brands. Uh, obviously, uh, the Samsungs uh, out there are great. Uh, Vizio has good TVs. I think they've come into Canada as well. They offer really good bang for buck. Mm-hmm. I, I actually bought one last Christmas. Love it. Yeah, it was an impulse buy that you did on Amazon. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was just <laughs> I couldn't pass up the deal. Uh, but you know what? I would recommend going down to one of the London Drugs. Uh, they've got a great uh, setup of all the TVs that are out there in the market. And you can actually see, uh, you know, you can compare them like side to side, you know, which one has uh, got a, a bright picture and uh, a now, good picture. he also asked about the Harmony remote, and I know you've used it. This is from Logitech. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think? What's your opinion on them? I'm torn on it. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you why. Um, these Harmony remotes are universal remotes, and basically it'll allow you to kind of... Just get rid of all the other remotes. That's the the dream. Like, Consolidate it all. Consolidate, and you just have the one remote. You basically tell it which devices you have, and it'll automatically program itself. Beautiful. But when things go wrong, it's very confusing. And the setup can be hard as well. It, yeah. I mean, if you've got any knowledge, you can probably set it up for them. Like that's To me, that's the easier part. But uh, I've set it up for a few family members, and you know it works 95 to 98% of the time, but when something goes wrong and something doesn't turn on properly, then it's a major pain in the butt and you are tech support, exactly. essentially. And that, that's when you start making those house calls, eh? Exactly. So if you're happy with 95% uptime, fantastic. Yeah. But something always does eventually go wrong, and then you got to go and it, fix it. Yeah, I'm torn about it too. I've, I've kind of tried it at the office, but... Um... Yeah, what did you think? I just found it. It's just it's almost like overkill unless you have a lot of different devices. Yeah. Um, if you're just trying to use your TV, then just use the television's remote. If you're trying yeah, to get t- rid cause of because typ- typically like like the Roger Shaw Telus remote, uh, they're kind of universal remotes as well. They'll actually take on everything. Yeah. And so if you if you do enough, um, you know, if you read the ins- installations, you will be able to figure out yeah. how to use it for the other devices. And it's it does make sense to just have like one remote to control. Now a lot of television manufacturers are putting out apps, and you yes. can control the your entire television right from your phone. Very cool. When we come back from the break, more of your calls six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you're back with Mike and Andy. We're taking your call six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. Going to jump to Don in Delta. Hey, Don. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I'm a little bit uh, leery about uh, buying a brand new computer, but I would like to upgrade to Windows 7 from what I have now. Now, there's a number of refurbished computers available. Uh, what are the uh, the perils? Good, um, good question. Obviously, you can get some um, good deals on used computers. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Andy? It's tough. As a personal computer, like when I bought a MacBook, I was looking at some refurbished ones. Yeah. And uh, I, I decided to get a brand new one just because then you know the history of the computer. You don't know, especially if it's a laptop, if it's been dropped, if there was any kind of damage, if someone's tweaked the insides of it, if they opened it up. So it really kind of depends on what you're going to use it for. Is it, if, it's, if it's just for typical web browsing, you can get a refurbished computer, format it, install you know all the software that you need, and, and it should do the trick. But um, if you're going to be doing some heavy-duty kind of uh, content creation, on there, like say for video editing or, or audio, what have you, you might want to go for um, a brand new one or, or custom build one. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, obviously it's a risk reward kind of thing. Like if you can get a super good deal and you're not worried about that thing crapping out on you within a year, then hey, maybe that's okay. You know, there's a lot of these used computer stores around now um, that sell used laptops and desktop computers. Uh, it might be worth it to look at some of them because uh, a lot of them will offer like a 30-day warranty on Absolutely. it because they'll, you know, back up their, um, you know, the computers they're selling. It gets troublesome when you start to buy it on sites like Craigslist. Yeah. That's what I don't recommend. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because if they're out of warranty, then again, it just comes down to the risk-reward. Like, for example, if you bought one for $200, if you're okay with that thing dying in a year, yep. then fine. But if you want that to last for a while, then that's a, a tougher then, one. Yeah, you might want to make that investment and get something that was refurbished from an actual computer store Yeah, or from like Apple's site. They, they also sell refurbished uh, Apple computers as well. Exactly. Got AJ on the line from Alder Grove, BC. Hey, AJ. Hey, I'm having problems trying to figure out what to do. Um, I have a notebook from 2010, which is on Windows 7. Yep. Uh, it's my Firefox keeps freezing, just so gross, and I'm always having to reboot. So I'm debating on whether I get a new notebook, well, new laptop. Um, I like the smaller size. Or yeah. should I just go with a tablet? Uh, I don't do heavy, like I'm not into gaming. I'm not into video editing or anything. I do need to live stream uh, websites uh, like I want to get into stock trading again yeah. and web design, um, which is Dreamweaver. Yeah. And yeah, I, I like having the office programs. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if a tablet will do it. I don't think it will in your case. You know, for the things you're describing, you want to do stock trading, you're going to do web design. Um, could you do that on a tablet? You could. But that's going to be a major pain in the butt, I think. You, you want to, you'll probably want a laptop with a, a decent-sized screen and a mouse, essentially. The and only tablet I can think of that would do the trick is the Microsoft Surface Pro. Yeah, 3. that's true. Because it is both a, a tablet and a laptop, basically. You're getting both. And you have that power to run op- uh, applications like Office, Dreamweaver, and, and what have you. But um, 
you get that portability as well because you get a touch screen. It comes with a, a case that can also act as the keyboard. You even get a stylus if you want to do some handwritten notes on the uh, a tablet. And, of course, it has a trackpad for your mouse. Yeah. So if you're in that, typically the – And you could hook up an – I mean, that's, a I think, around a 10-inch screen. Yes. You can hook up an external monitor to that as well. So it's really a laptop and a tablet in one yeah. because you have all those connective ports as well. Um, outside of that, I agree with you. I don't think any other tablet's going to do the trick. One thing you might want to look into if, if portability is a concern is Ultrabooks. Yes. These are these ultra-thin laptops that actually pack a lot of power. I know um, I'd say Asus makes a great one, yep. their, their ZenBook. Um, that you might want to look at as well, and they're very, very portable, but they are not tablets. And you'll also see convertible laptops now Yeah, as well. that might be an option as well. Uh, typically, they're mm-hmm. like a Windows um, 8.1 convertible, so you get the full power of a laptop, but you can actually take the screen right yeah. off yeah. off of them. And the Acer creates a line of these convertibles. They're part of their Aspire series. You might want to check that out um, on their website and see if that's something that you'd be interested. But my number one recommendation would be the Microsoft Surface Pro 3. That's that's the one, eh? That's the power horse tablet out there. Cool. Um, or just get a half-decent laptop and, and an expensive tablet. Yeah, have, the, have, have two, right? Because tablets are so cheap now. But typically, tablets are used as a consumption device. Yeah. Consuming media. Not many people use it as a productivity device. It, I would say it's more difficult for that. It is, yes. Yeah. When we come back, it's App of the Week time with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected. It's brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. The contest, Andy, one more time. We're giving away an iPad Mini 2, courtesy of our friends over at Blurb.com, and also a $50 credit to Blurb to make your own book, and you can do it right from their website. All you have to do is go to our website to enter, www.getconnectedmedia.com. That's an iPad Mini 2. It is an awesome prize. And also some Netscape subscriptions. Netflix, Netscape. This Netscape. isn't the 90s anymore. Why Mike? am I saying Netscape now? Oh, <laughs> we're talking about browsers earlier. I had a flashback. Uh, yes, we're giving away five one-year subscriptions to Netflix. And to enter, all you have to do is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Netscape. I blame Lenny for that. I was <laughs> tweeting with him earlier. You know what time it is, Andy? It's app of the Week. App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova on the line. How are you doing, Christina? Pretty good, Mike. How are you? Good. What do you got for us? Uh, today, I have an app um, that will help you track your phone habits. It's called Checky, and it's C-H-E-C-K-Y. Checky. Um, yeah. It's available on both Android and iOS for free. And what it does is it basically tells you how many times you look at your phone. So it tracks it every time you look. Like. <laughs> I cannot have this app. <laughs> Neither can <laughs> I. I don't want to know that. Uh, it would be horrendous. So how does it know? Um, well, I guess every time you activate your screen, yeah. it knows um, it, and it tracks that. Oh, my God. It, I'm going to make my kids put this on their phone. Well, it, it's really interesting because it also um, uses your location services on your phone, and it tells you where you're checking your phone as well. So it's interesting to to know exactly where your bad habits are. I I'm like torn on this one. Part of me says cool, the other part says I don't want to know how bad I am. 
But if you were trying to reduce the amounts of time that you're checking your phone, this yeah. would be a great thing because you have empirical data now to, to show what your average phone checking is per day, and then you could work to uh, disconnect a little bit. And- okay, I've got a challenge for all of us here. You, Andy, and Christina. We're going to put this app on our phones, and then we're going to see the results next week. Oh, I know you're going to deal. Do- okay, you're I'm definitely going to do win this one. You check your phone like every thirty seconds. You know what? I have to admit, I'm really bad at this too. Um, I think that uh, it's become such a habit that I don't even notice myself do it anymore. So I think it'll be interesting to see what the results are. Okay. Okay. I'm in. You're on like Donkey Kong. All right. <laughs> See how hip I was there trying to use pop culture references? We're all going to be really embarrassed next week, just so <laughs> you guys know. And this app is called Checky, available uh, for Android and iPhone. Thanks uh, for uh, telling us about it. No problem. Looks like uh, we're out of time for Get Connected. Don't forget to visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit that contest page, giving away an iPad Mini 2. We've also got all our great video content up there. Check it out. Mike, Andy... And Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.